pass the ball, work the ball around, yeah. and and they just keep working it around until it's a lay-in or a monster dunk. And they don't make they don't make a lot of mistakes. The Boilermakers don't make a lot of mistakes, but. I like this Keegan Murray for Iowa, averaging 22.8 points a game yeah. um, and shooting 57.3% from the field. Jeez. I mean, like, you just dream about a player like this, <laughs> you know, coming from Nebraska. But uh, right. this kid is very, very good, and I don't know if any— I think Purdue has a better team, but I think this is the best player on the court at all times. Really? Yes. That might be a hot take. <laughs> it's a little bit of a hot take, but I, I was more saying against Purdue, he's the best okay. player. Okay. Um, well, I mean, I got two words to kind of counter that. Yeah. And also, I mean, I'm taking Purdue all the way in this one, and, and the two <laughs> words are Zach Eddy. Yeah. I mean, the kid's seven four, a Canuck, a Canadian yeah. A. Canadian A on the offensive line. Yeah, yeah. You know? <laughs> he, should, he should play for the Boilermakers football team. But uh, he's, a, he's not their leading scorer or rebounder, but he only averages 20 minutes a game, so he just plays in spots. It's yeah, it's and, hard to get a guy that big to play more minutes than that. It's uh, like Schrupter for everything. When he averages 15 points, eight rebounds a yeah. game in that limited time. So, <laughs> right. yeah, he disrupts the game. Yeah. I think you just bring Zach Eddy back into the game and kind of toughen things up. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, Nation um, in field goal percentage, shooting over 50%. Just I'm shooting fifth in three-point percentage. So I mean, they're shooting at over forty percent from three point land. So wow. okay, you want to crash it inside? You want to get multiple bodies on guys yeah. like Zach Eddy? It doesn't matter. They got the shooters that can complement those guys around the perimeter. Yeah, and they're sitting at seventh in the nation as, as a, a scoring offense. Wow, total scoring offense. Yeah. So I mean, where I, it is tough for me too, being a Nebraska fan. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, and be jealous of Iowa or whatever. But <laughs> I am in the in how. Well, that they can kind of figure out how yeah. to beat you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just don't think they got the firepower to beat Purdue, even if it is at home. The the only thing that I'm trying to get at is this: Keegan Murray is le- <laughs> is the third leading scorer in NCAA right now. Keegan Murray, Keegan this, Murray, you're gonna kill me with this. This Keegan guy Murray. is so good. He puts the ball in the basket. I do think Purdue is a better team, but if it's if it's a five point line, I'm riding with the Hawkeyes uh, to the bank to the bank. <laughs> to the bank, Chuchi. <laughs> right on. Well, this game is on BTN, uh, yep. eight o'clock. I do think it will be a competitive game, and we. So you're you're expecting kind of a tight, yes, tight line there, which yeah, yeah, I yeah. don't think it, it would. You know, I just don't see that happening at all. I, I gotta go. I gotta go. Boilermakers. Their offense is just too good. They don't play terrible defense. Nope. You know, obviously you don't rack up sixteen wins. Uh, like, you know. like you said, with those big boys in the middle, they are limiting to the rack points for sure. The the one thing though is you know they're sixteen and three. Yeah. But all three losses are conference losses. Yep. You know, so they're kind of sitting in the middle of the pack. Mm-hmm. You know, tied with Rutgers at five and three in conference play. <laughs> right. That's unbelievable. It you know, is. You, they're the highest ranked team by far nationally, and for good reason, I believe. Uh, but yeah. to your point. The Big Ten can rough you up a little Big bit. Big Ten knows how to play each other, except for Nebraska, obviously. <laughs> we don't need to go. We don't need to go back over. That's back my over, bad. That's my bad. Back over. Sorry, Skurs. Sorry, Skurs. Uh, it is just amazing. You know, we talked about the Huskers and you know how they're uh, sitting at 277th in the nation in rebounding, yeah. 321st in the nation in three-point shooting. Ouch. Flip Ouch. that over to Purdue. They're shoot. They're at. They're sitting. Fourth or fifth in the nation in three-point shooting percentage. Wow, and they're seventh or nineteenth uh, in rebounding. Wow, so just 
Yeah. I mean, you want to talk about a recipe for success. Well, we rebound extremely well. Yeah. And we shoot the ball even better. That's a recipe for winning a lot of basketball. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I just feel like that's just, I'm just compounding reasons why I, it's, you're going to, it's going to be really tough to talk <laughs> it me is. out of. Uh, it is. That. It is. If the spread gets to five or six, I got to the Hawkeyes. But everything that you just said is making me feel a little bit worried <laughs> about this bet. We'll see. Oh, we'll but see. the Hawkeyes, they play with heart. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, yeah. I hate the Hawkeyes, so yeah. you, you might you might be able to turn me by Thursday. Purdue, Purdue plays with the 7'4", 300-pound <laughs> center okay. from Canada. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Drinking but, uh, a little bat blue there. You. Yeah. Hey, hey. Hey. I don't – does Carver – does Carver Arena, do they serve beer there? I mean, I feel like Pinnacle Bank's kind of missing the boat here. Oh, they're definitely missing the boat. <laughs> I, I know I went to Iowa City for a football game a couple years ago, and they were selling uh, selling beer there. So At the football game? Uh, yes. Along, wow. along with the Golden Gophers do it as well. Well, I know that I was, uh, I've been to a couple Gopher games. You know, that's kind of a fun place to go for Husker games. Yeah, and all yeah. That. Uh, just a neat stadium, downtown area. For sure. Uh, but, and yeah, I, but that's also a... I don't know. It feels like everyone's serving beer. Exactly. Or whatever. Exactly. Well, and every everywhere's not Nebraska. Um, it, it in Minnesota, I don't think they have the fan following in football as much as we do. Kind of entices people to come to their stadium and stuff. Right. Um, we mm. we haven't had that problem yet of uh, you know drawing fans or whatever. But I believe with the baseball and basketball in Nebraska, I believe they <laughs> have missed the boat, and it needs to happen here soon. Uh, I'd have to agree. We kind of got off track there, but yeah. we're up against it here, real quick. So you're gonna you're gonna take Iowa if the line stays under five. Under five, I'm taking Iowa. All right. Well, we're gonna get back at it with some NFL talk. Huge games here. It's gonna decide our Super Bowl matchup. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, we're gonna have to look back on some of those games too because they're just so good. Best weekend so of good. football ever. All right. Don't go anywhere, folks. This is WTL. Where's the line? And welcome back, everybody, to WTL Jabron. We Yay. talked some uh, <laughs> Big Ten basketball. <laughs> yes, that was sir. fun. But, yeah, I yeah. mean, uh, the NFL season's at a fever pitch right oh, now. Oh, yeah, man. A couple of huge games. Uh, real quick, let's talk about the week that was yeah. L.A. I thought they played phenomenal at home. You saw some grit. Yeah. Uh, you saw them grind out a victory. I mean, and the Stars came. They, they, the, they pl- <laughs> the Stars showed out, man. Oh, the man. Stars showed out. Cooper Cup was on my fantasy team. Mine too. And Mine he about too. he about blew the game with that fumble. Like, what his second fumble of the year? Yeah, he doesn't do that. He but, doesn't do that. But I mean, in the first half, he had what four catches over 100 yards and a touchdown, and then he had the biggest play of the game. Yep. Maybe it ended with 180 yards receiving in the touchdown. Um, Just insane. That's a gamer. That's a gamer. Um, Stafford looked really poised for you know not having a lot of playoff experience <laughs> with right. the Lions. Uh, no, just a. <laughs> I th- I think everybody had the suspicion when L.A. got up big that Tom Brady it he, he's the goat he's yeah, the goat he's yeah, not going away just waiting for it he's yep. just waiting for his chance and yep. it happened but yeah like you said the Rams really showed some grit there because they could have just flopped oh easy with one of those you know one of their four fumbles they could have just we we give up we give up but no they kept fighting. Uh, Shout out to old Husker defense. Nadal and Sue with the strip. Levante David with the recovery. Throw the bones, guys. (laughs) Throw the bones. Can't help it. Can't help it. Can't help it. Uh, But, 
No, like like you said, it showed a lot of grit for the Rams, but I believe that the grit's about to run out because they're going up a <laughs> against a very gritty team in the San Francisco 49ers. But they're not going anywhere. They're playing at home. It's at SoFi, and they have a chance to actually host the Super Bowl, right? Yeah, So, but you're saying that's a home game for the 49ers? No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, for well, some reason, every time I watch an L.A. game, the other team has more fans there for some reason. The San Francisco, where do they play? Candlestick Park? Like where? where <laughs> I mean, where are they even at? They got a like, new stadium in Santa Clara. <laughs> they're not even from San Francisco anymore. Is that even a town? Like, what? <laughs> Get out of here! <laughs> but uh, like you're saying, um, no, it would be uh, it would be just a storybook ending, you know, for the uh, Los Angeles Rams to be able to host a Super Bowl in their backyard uh, with that new stadium and everything. It would be very cool. Okay, before we get too far down the path yeah. of this, the upcoming matchup, let's yeah. let's uh, talk a little bit about San Francisco and what they did on the road. Green Bay, that was unbelievable. I mean, great game. Uh, cold as all get out. I think it was like 11 degrees. Yep. And snow started to fall. The field started to turn white there. I mean, yeah. Uh, I mean, it was just everything you would expect or think of a, as far as Lambo at home in the playoffs. In the playoffs. Yeah. It's a, and it was great theater. Uh, I just can't believe that. I mean, I almost. I, how did Green Bay lose? How did they only score one touchdown? Blows my mind, especially if you just watch that opening drive yep. and then turned off the TV or, or you did something. Think, yep. I was thinking blowout. You were everybody was every, I think everybody had that niche that um, you know, Aaron Rodgers got this. This yeah. is Aaron Rodgers league. He he could be the MVP. He is the MVP. He's the MVP. Go back home. <laughs> he's uh he's playing at home in Lambeau. But people forget about one little thing. There's a two 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 uh, word here that everybody forgets about in um, the uh, in football, and it's called special teams. Oh, that's a the, third of the game. Yeah, a th- <laughs> third facet of the game that people, I guess, forget about. Right. They had a block punt, a blocked field goal, and on that last field goal that Robbie Gold hit to win, Packers only had ten players on the field. Yeah. You ain't gonna block it with ten people. Sorry, guys. It just, I mean, yeah, I mean, and that's a. That's a screw up that you didn't even notice in real time until they for saw sure a couple of replays uh, and figure that out. That oh my god, they only had ten guys out there. Yeah, uh. <laughs> I think somebody might be looking for a job. I I really do, and I I hate to throw all the blame on this guy, but again, if we're if we're really getting into you know why they lost this game, you just said it. They scored on the first possession and then never scored again. Right. And, you know, you see that a lot, especially in the NFL and the higher levels of football and the better coaches you have. That opening drive, a lot of times the offense will get – you know, a really up. good drive, a, a really good drive. Yep. They'll they'll hit that defense in the mouth. They'll score a field goal or even a touchdown. Yeah. But then those good defensive coaching staffs, and you need great players too. And San Francisco has that. They got the defense. But those coaches make those adjustments For and sure. they take away, you know, what Aaron Rodgers did that first drive. Yep. Uh, I, and a lot of it was Dylan, the running back, and it, they just didn't. They didn't play him again. Yeah, like what was going they on? They didn't there? play him again. Uh, so I mean, I think you got to give a lot of credit to San Francisco no versus, doubt about it. you know, uh, Green Bay. Even though, I mean, that really does just leave you scratching your head how bad their special teams were. I think it was the first time in NFL playoff history. Yeah, 
and we're going back in the old NFL, yeah, yeah. you know, uh, the, the, when there was only like 16 teams or 18 yeah, back, or whatever. Back, there was back never, in the day, back in the day. Never a field goal blocked and a punt blocked in the same, same game. game. And, I mean, that's all. even with the, the, the poor game that Aaron Rodgers had, lackluster game, however you want to frame that. Yeah. Um, and I'm a Bears fan, so I don't care. Like <laughs> I don't care. I, Aaron Rodgers, you're great. You own us. Yeah, you, you own it. <laughs> he owns you, the you, Chicago Bears. You bleep and own us. I get it. And I, yeah, as a Bears fan, you can't argue. Him, okay, good for you. Uh, but even with that, how how can your special teams be that bad at a at a professional professional level? level. Yeah, no, agreed. And uh, yeah, it was it was really detrimental to him. It was it was really funny that you said that, Andy. That he owns the Chicago Bears. Because I know of one team that owns Aaron Rodgers. Oh, <laughs> he is zero and four against a certain team called the San Francisco 49ers in the playoffs. Yeah, zero yep. and four. Uh, so you might be owned yourself, Mister MVP. You know, and and I'm not a I'm not a 49ers fan either. I, I, oh, we I, hate the 49ers. Those freaking guys. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but can we say? Can we just finally give some credit where credits due? Mm-hmm. I'm tired of the red, and it's been this entire season. Oh, the 49ers are a tough matchup. Ooh, going against Dallas. That's a tough matchup for Dallas. Yeah. Maybe San Francisco is a good team. Maybe they have great special teams. <laughs> they have a, a good uh, offensive line that can run the ball, and yeah. they have a, just a great, a great defensive front. That yep. front seven. I, and and it, probably the best middle linebacker in the game right now so, with Fred Warner. So you got all these pieces, and for all the Garoppolo haters out there, fine, so be it. Yeah. But they win everywhere else, and they're they're, they're efficient yeah. at that spot. I, I agree. I think it's it, it's time that people just get off the oh they're a, they're a good matchup for this team. No, they're just really really good at football. Yeah. They're and, one of the best. They're one of the four left. They are one of the four best teams in the NFL. Um, and I'll I'll take that to the bank. So let's get into this week's matchup. Yeah, the, uh, L.A. Los Angeles Rams. Uh, well, they were St. Louis, but they were L.A. before that. But now they're back to L.A. <laughs> we're back in L.A. <laughs> and, and San Francisco. They haven't been in San Francisco for a while now, but for sure we'll call them San Francisco too. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> just kind of the state of affairs, I guess. Yeah. Uh, but what do we got here? I mean, this is a let's see here a three and a half point line. Yeah. Favoring the Rams. Um, mm-hmm. Money lines at minus one eighty five on LA. The over under at forty six and a half. Jabron, what do you got for me? Okay, so what I'm thinking is, I don't believe in my actual heart that this is a Rams home game. Okay. The state of California is split into two teams <laughs> in my what in my mind, and uh-huh. neither one of them is the Rams or the Chargers. It's okay. the San Francisco 49ers and the Las Vegas Raiders have the most fans in California, and one doesn't even play in California anymore. <laughs> Um, or Oakland, or LA, or, or back Oakland, in Oakland, or LA. Yeah, but no, I do think that the uh, I th- I think the 49ers are going to flood this stadium. It's going to be a huge, huge atmosphere for the 49ers, and I just think that it's going to be a little bit too much for the Rams to handle. And I'm taking the Ram uh, the 49ers plus three and a half for sure. You're jumping at. Plus I'm t- three and a half. I'm taking the plus three and a half for sure. Might hit the money line just because I think they're going to win. Now the money line, and I'm 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 off of going off of Yahoo Sportsbook, uh, yes, powered by BetMGM, uh, that app. Yeah. And that's at plus one fifty five. So real quick for listeners out there that might not do too much <clears throat> online betting or, or go to Vegas that often. Yeah, yeah. What does that mean? What is a money line at plus one fifty five? Okay, so what we're doing here is the bets right here. The plus three and a half. For San Francisco was what plus what did you say three and a half 
plus three and a half. And uh, what's going on is that we're, you know, we're saying that the 49ers can lose, but they can only lose by three points pretty much. And if we take the money line, we're taking the 49ers to win outright. So you're going to... You're gonna win a lot. You're gonna win more money if you take them to win outright. If they do win outright, but what people do is they kind of hedge their bet there and say, "I think, I think the 49ers can keep it close, but I don't think they're gonna win the game." So don't take the money line. I I'm going to take the money line because I think they're gonna win. So when it says, but it's a safer bet to take the three and a half points. So well, yeah, because then you, you I mean, you get a little wiggle. You get three room. and a half points to work with. Yep, there. you get a little wiggle but room. The, but the money line being one fifty five is that saying you bet a hundred dollars to win one fifty five? What's going on there? Uh, <laughs> so the easiest way I can explain this is the plus 155, if you know, just the random guy would walk into a sports book and put $5 down on the 155, uh-huh. they, would, they would walk out of there if the 49ers win with $7.75. That's, that's just what it is. Um, so it, you're just kind of, yeah, you're putting your money down just to win a little bit more back sometimes. Yeah, with the th- with the... With the plus three for the 49ers, if you put the $5 down on that bet, you're going to walk out with $5. Right. You're betting five to win five. Betting five to win. Risking five to win five. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, yeah, it's just on the money line, when it goes the opposite way for you, you can win just a little bit more money. But that's the opposite with the Los Angeles Rams with the minus 175. If you put $5 down on that, you're only going to win two to three bucks. Well, hold on. You're at minus 175. What book are you looking at there? I'm looking at ESPN. Sorry. We're mixing. So, and I think that's powered by Caesars. Yeah. So Caesars book has it at minus 175. Uh, MGM right now, they're at Rams at minus 185. Yeah. Either way, that's where I'm going. Yeah. I, I'm betting the money line on the Rams. It is a home team. <clears throat> you know, the Rams were at one point, as we alluded to, they they were in L.A. Then yeah. they went to St. Louis and yep. then back to L.A. with this beautiful new stadium. I think L.A., they're a little Laker fatigue right now. Yeah, for okay? sure. So yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I think, hey, we have a team that could be <laughs> playing in the Super Bowl here in a couple of weeks. Let's go watch them. Let's you go know? watch them for a little bit. Yeah, this will yeah. be fun. Oh, wow, we got a good quarterback out of Detroit or something. <laughs> he can sling the rock. He can sling the rock. He can sling the rock. Uh, we saw that, you know, the other night. Uh, he, he played a lot better than I thought he would in that game, and he kind of shut me up a little bit. So such a Stafford hater. Yeah. <laughs> well, you didn't like him in Georgia. You don't like him now. <laughs> I just don't like the Detroit Lions. Is is, is where we're going toward. But uh, yeah, like we were saying, uh, I think yeah, your your money's on the Rams with the minus three and a half. I like that line. I yeah. think that's right where it needs to be. I, and they can win by – I'm just – all you're saying there is win by more than a field goal. Yes. So that that four points, so that's covered. You see so many games decided by four points, yep. 24 to 20. Yeah. You know, so I just feel like that's a great spot. So if if you're a better and you actually want to make the correct bet, jump on the Rams right now at that three and a half. <laughs> oh, no way, no way, no way. Uh, I want to ask you a question here, Andy. What did all four games this weekend – have in common. There are excellent matchups, uh, <laughs> a lot of action, a lot of scoring. They lot were of scoring all late. decided on the last play of the game. Three of them field Insane. goals. Yeah. Three of them field goals to put them up by under three points. I get that. I get it that it's it's going to be close. It's going to be I'm, close. Uh, I'm, I'm just holding on to hope that, okay, they can win by four. I I give you. me that late score. What do you think of the over-under here? Uh, 46 and a half. Now, a lot of folks would think, 
that kind of looks low because these are two high-powered offenses, especially when Debo Samuel and, and company get, yeah. gets things going. Mitchell back in it, you know, like uh, Eli Mitchell, the running back for the 49ers. Elijah, yep. Elijah. Yes, sir. Excuse me. Uh, no, you're good. And then how about Akers? Yeah. Running Cam back Akers is back. I mean, he had a little bit of a tough game, you know, coughing the ball up three times, but they'll calm him down. They'll calm back. him down. Really, he is still that. a rookie. You know, he yeah. got hurt his rookie season, yeah. now he's back, uh, and all that kind of stuff. I think he will bounce back with a pretty good game. I I do not like this over-under. I, do, I don't like it either way because— Oh, you think they just nailed it. They nailed it. I think it's right on the line. I think it's right on the line. And the only bet that I would take is the under because I think the 49ers will show up and cut huh. the head off the monster a little bit. I think so. I mean— so Matthew Stafford, season average in 287 yards per game, 41 yep. touchdowns, seven to 17 picks. So he kind of cleaned that up. Yes, sir. Uh, and I've seen nothing, even great defenses like Tampa Bay's. Yeah, he still puts up numbers. They put <laughs> up points, and the 49ers. I, I don't know how they do it. Block field goals and punts, I guess. <laughs> but they score when they have to. Yeah. Uh, conversely, on the other side, of that Jimmy Garoppolo, year average 250 per game. Yeah. 20 touchdowns, 12 picks. So I mean, yeah. not even. He's not even in the same He's not in the same realm, but yeah. they don't ask him to be in the same realm. Well, I don't think he could be. The Rams go as far as Matthew Stafford's going to take them and as far as Cooper Cup and Odell takes them. That's that's their bread and butter. On the opposite side of that, the 49ers' bread and butter is taking the air out of the ball with the run game with all those running backs that you were just talking about with Elijah Mitchell and Debo Samuel. Yeah, and Debo. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, and their biggest pass-catching target is Debo with a little mixture of George Kittle on there just getting first downs and keeping the clock moving. That offense is so scary at times. So scary. Debo Samuel is, on, once again, my fantasy. Everyone <laughs> loves it when you talk about your fantasy team. Yeah. Great radio. I had all the good players. Uh, but he was a guy that I just could not keep out of my starting lineup. I, I just Yeah, I just had to figure out, get him on a flex or whatever. Um, but he was so consistent, you know, averaging over 18 yards per reception, yeah. six touchdowns receiving, and there were some games where he would have over 100 yards rushing per mm-hmm. game. Yeah, like no that wasn't uncommon it. with this guy. No like, doubt about it. And I just love how Shanahan figures it out to get his playmakers the ball. Yes, like Debo Samuel, Eli Mitchell. You know, and they don't ask Garoppolo to do too, too much. much. Yep. So I mean, I mean, when you're saying things like that, I feel like you'd be shading towards the under. I'm saying the under is the only play that I would do here, just because I think. San Francisco's game plan is going to be keep the ball out of Stafford's hand and run the football and run the clock. And if we need to pass it on third down at third and four or third and five, it's Kittle right in the middle of the field to keep the clock moving. And they're good on special teams, so they're not going to give up points there. And I, I I just think it's going to be one of these 21 to 17 kind of games. You know, I would buy that. I really would if it was like in Green Bay like last week. Yeah. Where where weather obviously played a factor. Uh, it was cold. I Some guys, how many drops? I did. That ball's did, hard. I mean, that ball's hard. I, I felt bad for Garoppolo. Like, he's already catching enough. Yeah. You Flack. know, stuff yeah. <laughs> from guys. You're not as good as Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. And well, uh, no. Yeah. <laughs> I think he had like three or four passes dropped in that second quarter in for a sure. row. Yeah. Uh, I have to go back and look at that. But it was something like that. Uh, now – Turn that around. We're going to LA. It's going to be beautiful, and they are 
They are jacked. The stars are and, aligned for and, it, is what you're saying. Yes, and I, I think Cooper Cup's going to have a monster game. I have no reason to think he wouldn't. Right. Odell Beckham Jr. is getting more and more uh, comfortable with that offense, and they're figuring Scores out. touchdowns. Yeah, and creative ways to give him the ball. Yeah. You know, they're not they're not afraid to use him on that end around like you'd see Debo, Debo Samuel just to get him involved early. Yes, sir. So I just think L.A. is going to light up the scoreboard. San Francisco, they're going to have to match. They're, they're going to have to match that offensive power. Garoppolo is going to have to put the ball in the air, uh, and it's going to equal more than 46 and a half points. Like, L.A. might score 46 points by themselves. Uh, I mean, <laughs> this, is, this is still playoff football we're talking about, and we're not talking about the Kansas City Chiefs and the Buffalo Bills either. We're talking about NFC ground-and-pound football. I'm still on the under here, <laughs> and I will probably go on the under with Stafford with passing yards. They got him at 275 right now. I'm going under that. I think the San Francisco 49ers come out and put a statement in, and we're going to see a rematch in the Super Bowl. All right, that's bold. I like it. I like it. Well, we're going to put a pin in it for now, take a little break. When we come back, we're talking about the other side, AFC monster matchup, Kansas City Chiefs, Kansas City. And Arrowhead. Uh, and then I think uh, Cincinnati, you know, they got a quarterback, I guess. They got a gunslinger here. Uh, a guy that should have went to Nebraska. Is that who we're talking about? <laughs> I mean, he wanted to go to Nebraska, but yeah. It I wasn't good enough. Good, when, loser. Loser. Oh, my God. <laughs> please, please, let, get me up by that, but... Anyway, folks, don't go anywhere. WTL will be right back.